Welcome one, welcome all to another edition of Third and One from the Gun. I'm your host, Mitchell Blair, and we're talking CFL and CFL wagering. Close to being 4-0 again last week, but Hamilton decided to come back and beat Calgary after arguably the biggest boneheaded coaching decision of the year. Orlando Steinauer got away with a major league oops in that one as his third down gamble deep in Ticats territory late in the fourth that failed should have had him answering some tough questions. But he was able to make light of it thanks to the fact a very good Calgary defense simply couldn't get it done when it counted. That meltdown cost Calgary a win, and it cost me another perfect week. But hey, I'm not going to complain. Before I get going with my thoughts on this week's game, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about one of the biggest stories in the league this week, and that's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers locking up the game's most important position and arguably the game's best player right now is Zach Caleros has signed a three-year contract extension. I am going to be completely honest with you. All my cards are on the table here. I thought Caleros was one good hit away from his brain being soup a few years ago. No one in Saskatchewan is going to forget what Simone Lawrence did to him on the first series of the 2019 season. And I think everyone was wondering just what was going on when Calaros went to the Bombers on a trade deadline day deal with Toronto. Yes, remember, it wasn't the Riders who sent Caleros to Winnipeg, despite what some Bomber fans think. It was Toronto. What would the Riders have been like had Caleros not been hurt and what would Toronto have been like had he gotten an opportunity? Would he even gotten an opportunity in Toronto if it weren't for the problems he had in Saskatchewan? Those are questions you just can't answer. It's much like how does the history of the NFL change if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get smoked by Mo Lewis prompting the arrival of one Mr. Tom Brady. What I love about this deal is it isn't one of those one-year deals that frankly I think hurts the CFL in many areas. The league's marquee player, who's likely going to make it two most outstanding player awards in a few weeks' time, while possibly quarterbacking his team to a third straight Grey Cup, which would make him arguably one of the best to ever play the position in the three-down game, has signed a three-year deal. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, and that's good news. It's good for the Bombers. It's good for the CFL. Hopefully this is a trend that will continue as the league needs good players to stick around and stay with the team they're on and not move around from year to year to year. Yeah, Micah Johnson, I'm looking at you. Okay, let's talk about what we're going to see this week and what way I'm leaning. And we're going to start with Ottawa in Hamilton. It's a big game for both. A Ticats win, and they're probably going to the playoffs, while Ottawa, despite their horrible season, could get a win and still have a chance at making the playoffs. This is the first of what's going to be a season-ending home-and-home between the two, and I really don't think there's any way the Ticats want to fool around with an Ottawa team. That's been a lot better since Bob Dice became head coach. While struggling at home, Ottawa's find a way to win four of its last five on the road, as it is for every team. The key for success in Hamilton in this one will be to keep the football. Their last in turnover ratio... At minus 21, if they're going to turn the ball over, they're probably going to lose. One thing the Ticats might want to keep doing is feed the ball to Wes Hills. What a find this guy's been. In five games played, the running back has rushed for 343 yards and is averaging about 5.5 yards a carry. 
What's funny about his game is that he's averaging five and a half yards, and his long run this season is only 19 yards. This guy's a bull. He's tough to bring down. Ottawa needs to find a way to combat him, and Dane Evans needs to be smart. Because if he throws interceptions, it is not going to be good for Hamilton. This should be a pretty good game, and it's one that sees Hamilton favored by six. That's way too big of a number for this guy. It wouldn't surprise me to see the Red Blacks win outright. Like a lot of games in the CFL this year, this one could be in doubt with three minutes to go. I'm going to take Hamilton on the money line, but I'm going to go with Hamilton to cover that six-point spread. The second game of the Friday night doubleheader, we'll see BC at Edmonton. The Elks may never win a home game again. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm staying as far away from an Edmonton win at Commonwealth until they actually do it. Watching last week's game and seeing the Elks with a comfortable lead just made me sit back and go, just wait, they'll blow it. And yeah, they did. That allowed me to cash in on some in-game betting as you can bet your bottom dollar I threw some money down on the Argos at the half to win the game. I may do the same this week depending what the score is at the half. I just don't see Edmonton winning this one on what's their last game of the year. Trey Ford starts at quarterback for the injured Taylor Cornelius. BC needs a victory to clinch second spot in the West. They certainly don't want to leave it to the last week if Calgary wins in Regina. The Lions finish in Winnipeg while the Stamps will be back at McMahon to face the Riders. BC's favored by seven in this one, and that's against the worst team in the CFL, a team that is basically just playing out the string and a team that can't win at home. To me, taking BC at minus seven is like taking candy from a baby. Hammer the Lions hard on this one. I'd probably even take the Lions if they were favored by nine and a half. That takes us to Saturday. And our first game of the day is Toronto at Montreal. The Argos are a slim one and a half point favorite. Montreal could still catch Toronto for first in the East and make the season finale between these two very interesting next week. When I look at this game, I look at the Alouettes' defense. It's given up over 25 points a game. And perhaps more concerning this week is the fact that the opposition's averaging almost 100 yards per game when running the football. CFL fans know there's a little more emphasis on the run game at this time of year as the fall wind blows. And I'd expect Montreal to get a solid diet of A.J. Ouellette, who didn't love his run to the end zone, grasping the football tightly to beat Edmonton in the last minute last week. He looked like me. I'm going to Tim Hortons with a box of donuts. The Argos are favored, but with Montreal at home, I'm going to lean towards them ever so slightly to get a close victory here. Montreal isn't a big home dog, but there's a little more value taking them here, so I'm going to go with them on the money line. That leads me to the final game of the week, and to say this one is a head-scratcher would be an understatement. The Calgary Stampeders are only three-point favorites to beat the Saskatchewan Roughriders at Mosaic. Let me look at that again. Yeah, they're only three-point favorites. Yeah, the Riders are down to their last life, especially if Hamilton beats the Red Blacks, but only a three-point dog? I need someone to explain that one to me, especially after the line didn't move following Wednesday's announcement that Cody Fajardo's being benched for Mason Fine. So let me get this straight. You're giving a rookie quarterback his first pro start against a Calgary team that's probably a little angry after losing to Hamilton, and is going up against a team that's lost nine of its last 11. I don't understand this one unless the bus gets lost from the airport to the stadium. I don't know how Calgary loses this game, and I certainly see them winning by more than three. So go with Calgary here to add to the Riders' misery. 
and fan the flames of discontent in Ryderville a little bit more. So to recap, I'm taking Ottawa to cover, but I do suggest taking Hamilton on the money line. BC to give one last beat down to Edmonton, the Alouettes to edge the Argos, and the Stampeders to easily beat Saskatchewan. Now, whether you fade or tail these picks, it's up to you. But what's also up to you is to find the best return of investment. There can be a wide disparity in these games when it comes to the wager you put down and what book you want to put it down on. Check the tools at your disposal. Make the bet that will bring you the best return. Hey, it may only be a couple of dollars, but I'd rather take home 55 than 50. And I think you'd probably say the same thing. That's all I got for this week. I'm Mitchell Blair. This has been third and one from the gun. Enjoy the games, and I'll talk to you next week when we wind it down with the last week of the CFL regular season. Have a good one.